Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. God has provided everything that you have need of through a son, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. He's already made the provision for it. That's grace. With Pastor Jay Petty. If God doesn't build it, it's not going to be built. If God doesn't save it, it's not going to be saved. If God doesn't change it, it's not going to be changed. Why? Because God is the only one who can change the heart. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. It has to be built upon the fact that He's the one that builds everything. And when we realize that it's Him, we serve in that manner. Whatever He's gifted us to walk in, that is a work of grace too. We just do. We serve that way and we depend upon Him to accomplish it. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. I'd like to talk this morning about work versus grace. Now, work is something we do all the time. And all of us work to live, to make a living. So, we work and there's a debt that is owed to us for that work. The hours that we spend in a place where we work, we have a, we have a right to expect that we're going to get paid for that work at the end of a certain period of time. That's not how God works. God doesn't work with us on works. He works with us on the works of His grace. His grace He gives to us freely. And what do I mean by that? He freely gives it to us through His Son. And it's not there some of the time. It's there all of the time. His grace is always working towards us and His love for us. And what do I mean? I mean, there's so many times we're trying to prove ourselves before Him. We're trying to get his attention, so to speak. Say, look at me, God. And God is already looking at you. And God is already present with you. We need to learn how to live in grace, walk in grace, and allow the grace of God to work in us. So many times in our lives we go through things. And sometimes it feels like some of the things we're going through, it may feel like, it may be that God's not there, or that God's not present, or that God is not working. But I promise you, He is. Why? Because His greatest interest in the earth is you. The amazing thing, God created the earth for you. The earth, the earth uh, God didn't create you for the earth. That's how they get it all twisted around. If we keep it in perspective, God gave this to us for our pleasure. Now, that's what the Bible teaches, that the earth was given to us for, for, uh, for our very well-being. So the things that, are, that grow, the things that are made, were made for you. Made for you. That's grace. In grace, we don't deserve anything, okay? It's just something that God gives us. He gives us that grace as He gives us His love. And it's a given, and it's a promise, and that no matter what, if we learn how to live in, in the midst of it, 
we find the working of God in us working greater in our lives and through our lives and around our lives. So many times we're so busy trying to uh, turn that around to the other direction. And we're trying to prove ourselves to God. When things go bad, we say, God, well, you know, if there, you know, if there's something wrong, God, then uh, uh, let me fix it. You can't fix it. You can't. There's two ways of living. One, by trying to get it done yourself, and the other is by allowing him to do it in you and do it through you. The, allowing him to do it in you and through you is much easier and much more a place of peace than it is trying to accomplish it yourself. And it doesn't just start with it. Our, our walk with God just doesn't start with grace. It is only the doorway into a life of grace as we walk with him. Romans 11, 5 and 6. I want to read this to you. Even so then, at this present time, there's a remnant according to the election of grace. Now, if you, anyone who knows anything about Israel, they don't accept Jesus Christ as, their, as the Lord, as, as the Messiah. And yet, Paul is making an, an astounding statement. He had this big old argument about, you know, about who Israel is and how God has always reached out his hands to them, trying to draw them in. And the stumbling block is Christ, because Christ is the end of one thing and the beginning of another. And it's through him, by faith, that we enter into this place where our lives are changed and our walk is changed. And Israel has such a hard time with that. What God is saying, and is, has, is saying, is that there's an election of Israel. And that in that election of Israel, it will be by grace that they come in. In other words, God has already prepared a place for them. And he's already working for that very thing, to bring them into the kingdom of God. Someday they will be saved. Someday they will acknowledge God. Someday they will yield to the truth that is in Jesus Christ. It's an amazing, if you look at the book of Revelation about three and a half years in, one of the things that happened is that the Antichrist from who is the seventh becomes the eighth. In other words, he uh, becomes, the devil incarnates himself into man, into whoever the Antichrist is. And he will stand up and say that he's God. And then he will somehow get this temple rebuilt in Israel. But when he does, this, one of the things that he's going to do is he's going to set up an image that everyone has to worship. At that point, Israel begins to realize that the Messiah's already come and gone, and that's when they flee from Israel, and God will protect them. But they will flee. And Israel will become a part of the kingdom of God. Now this is an election of grace. This is something that God has already put into works. 
and that when his grace abounds in that area in their lives, they will come to know Jesus. Now that's what it's speaking to, the election of grace. For by grace, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. It's no longer a human effort. That's the hardest thing that the world has to understand. They think somehow they have to, they have to make their way to know God. Even we do. I, there was a guy here last week who says, well, I gotta get my life right before I can find God. I said, it doesn't work like that. You're never gonna get good enough to come to the kingdom. The only thing you can do when it comes to that point is simply believe what Jesus has done for you. That's it, just believe that. Believe the work of the cross. Believe what God has done and the grace that he sent through his son on our behalf. That's it, that's simple, that's as simple as it is. See, it is no longer an effort of works. I like this, according to grace, it is no longer grace. If you're working for it, you're outside of that. You're outside of the grace of God. God's not, you know, that God doesn't want that. And he'll reject that in any human being that tries to make it on their own. God doesn't want you to make it on your own. God has provided everything that you have need of through his son, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. He's already made the provision for it. That's grace. Our, on our part, it's simply agreeing and believing what God has already done and walk in it. Now, I'm telling you, as humankind, that's a little bit harder to get done because we're so used to our own self-effort to accomplish something. That's what we do. We're working so hard to accomplish it ourselves instead of saying, okay, God, I need to work with your grace in the midst of this. Now, that's going to take faith. That's going to take believing what God has already promised you through his word. One thing about faith, when you, when you don't have it, I, I, I said, when, when things are going where you don't need it, that's not faith. Faith meets the situation in your need. Whatever you have need of, and I don't care what it is, when you have need of it, then you need faith. And faith has to have a patience. You have to wait on God to bring that grace into your situation, to change that situation in your life. You know, the biggest and hardest thing of humankind is this thing right here. We get so stuck in what we think is, is that we forget to allow our faith to be the, the vehicle that moves us to receiving what God has for us. And many people quit and give up before they ever get the prize of what they're believing God for. They quit. They get angry. They get upset. And that's why it says that you can't do this. And most of the time, the reason we quit is because we, in some way, in our thinking, are trying to accomplish, accomplish it ourselves 
instead of allowing God to do it in us and through us for his glory. Now, I'm going to tell you, God, God is working to produce in us more of his life, more of his grace, more of his power, more of who he is. And many times we're struggling against that simply because we think we have to do something. We serve. We don't earn to serve. We serve. We serve out of his love. We serve out of his grace for one another. And as we move in that, serving, serving the love of God, serving the power of God, serving the need of God in the life of his people. Uh, you know, uh, and sometimes we miss that. But if it's work, it's work. I'm sorry, it, doesn't, it isn't going to work. But if it's grace, it is going to work. In Romans 3, 27 and 28, it says, where is the boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that every man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. You know what that simply means? You're not going to get there in any form or fashion by your accomplishments. Sorry. You need faith in your marriage. You need faith in your home. You need faith in your family. You need faith in the place that you work. You need faith to walk through it. And what that faith says, that I believe that God is going to take care of this. I don't know how, but I believe that God's going to get me through this. Being justified means being acquitted. In Romans uh, 16 and 17, what it says is the just, the acquitted, shall live by faith. In other words, the rest of our life is a walk of faith in the grace of God. Simply believing that what God has promised, that God is going to do, and that we begin to honor him in that, instead of trying to do it ourselves. You know, we'll go for about five minutes and say, okay, Lord, I believe you. And then when it doesn't move, then we try to move it ourselves. That's really the truth. If it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen, if it doesn't happen the way I think it should happen, then we quit on faith, and then we try to maneuver it ourselves instead of letting God do it. Look at Abraham. Abraham was a man who God had promised 25 years earlier that he would give him a son through Sarah. That was, his, that was his woman. That was the love of his life. That was the woman he wanted all his life. Of course, they tried to do it in an unnatural way, one which wasn't of faith. When Sarah gave Abraham his handmaiden so he could have a son. That didn't work so well. 
It fell apart almost immediately after the child was born, after Esau was born. And when it fell apart, man, there was trouble in the house of Abraham. We can't do it our way. That's what we do. We try to accomplish it. And what we do is we create a situation that we wish we had never walked in. That wasn't what God's will was for Abraham or Sarah. God wanted Abraham just to believe him and wait for him to accomplish what he promised him he would do. I think he prolonged what God needed to do or wanted to do in his life because they kept getting in the way of it. Give it to my, give it to my, uh, to this servant of mine. Give it, you know, he kept trying to find another place that God would bless him in. And God said, no. Why do we keep looking for another place? Why? Simply because we don't believe. Took Abraham 25 years for the promise of God to be fulfilled. And it meant that Abraham needed to be patient and wait upon God and the grace of God in his life. They couldn't do it. That's the whole point. You can't do it either. You can't do it. The only thing that you can lean on is what God is declaring to you. I believed, I've used this illustration before, but I believed God for my children. I did. And I told him when I started this journey, and I said to him, Lord, even if I save the whole world and I lose my children, what gain is that to me? And I wasn't trying to look at it as a gain for me, I was looking at it as a gain for my children. You have to begin to understand it's something that God has to do. It is his workings in you and his workings through your life. And we move with him no matter what it may be. When we move with him through whatever we are going through and we hold on to faith saying, God, I know it's going to happen. Even when you feel about yourself, I love that song, I am who I am. Because that's who Jesus says I am. That is the work of grace. And to stay in that position and believe that causes you to be in him and a faith in him that doesn't, it isn't not shaken. The scripture says that every promise of God is yes and amen. Does that mean that I'm not that does that mean that I'm not going to be faced with questions? Does that mean that I'm my faith is not going to be tested? No. It means your faith will be tested. Do you believe me? In the ministry of Christ, the one of the things that he says, do you believe? And the ones that believed receive the grace of God in whatever God needed to do in their lives. I love blind, blind Bartimaeus. That story just 
I just love it. Because I can see this guy is blind from birth. And he heard that Jesus was coming. And immediately, you know what he did? He started crying out. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And he just kept saying it as loud as he could. Son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what? Part of the problem is everybody around him said, just shut up, old man. He didn't want nothing to do with you. Just go away. Live in your, live in your darkness. See, many times that's the way we feel. But that's not the way blind Bartimaeus felt. He knew if he could get the Lord's attention, that he could get Jesus to come over, he knew that he could get healed. He knew he could see. I once was blind, but now I see. That's, that's the case for us always. I don't see it at this moment. Lord, open my eyes so that I can see the blessings that you have for me, so I can see the future that you have for me. God's whole being is about a future, a hope for you. He's good. He's always good. The biggest problem is he wants to change us in here. That's why faith is so important. That's why grace has to be present because it's not a self-effort. It's an act of believing. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 15. For by grace, for by the grace of God, I am what I am. Say that with me. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. Don't let the grace of God in your life be empty. Don't let it be that way. Faith is a choice. It's a choice to live and believe a certain way. It's a choice to live and walk in it. If you choose to believe God, then it's going to change your walk and the grace of God is going to be there. In the beginning, we accept that fully when we're saved. And we say to God, whatever you want to do in my life, God, just do it. Come on, Lord. You know, and we're so excited about that. And we really mean it in our heart because we have experienced his grace because we believed in his son. And all of a sudden, we just know and we're excited and we're full of it. And we just want to walk in it. And we just want to save the world. And we just want to go do whatever God wants us to do until the first tribulation. Till the first testing. I have seen so many people want to stand up and do something for God. And when they got up to stand and do something for God, it became too tough. Instead of trusting God, 
and keeping their faith in God and depending upon the grace of God to work in their situation in what God has called them to do, they get upset and they quit. I can't do this too much. It's affecting everything around me. It's affecting my marriage. It's affecting this. It's affecting that. And they quit. And it doesn't work. And you know what happens? They just sit down. And they never try again. They never got to experience the wonder of His grace working in their situation by holding on to what they know, what they know in their heart that God has called them to do. And so they quit. That's not what God had for them. Sometimes people quit in their marriage because they can't fix what's wrong. They can't fix the relationship. And simply, it's very simple. You hold on to the faith of what God has promised you. You hold on and you never let go. You never give up. You stand by faith in the midst of it until something moves, something changes to deepen the relationship between you and your spouse. It's going to take faith to walk in that. It's going to take the grace of God in the midst of it to change it. So many times we get to that place and we just quit. Here's what Paul is talking about. Paul faced some unbelievable opposition to what he believed. And here's what he says. I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God in me. It wasn't his work. It wasn't his works. He said, I give up on my works. I give up on the fact that I know there's nothing good in my flesh. I know that. So I'm going to lean to grace. That grace would do the job. Even though I'm walking through this mountain of garbage, that the grace of God goes with me. And through that, through that grace... God is doing this and he's doing that and he's touching this and he's touching that and he's changing this and he's changing that in my world. And that's the simple truth. He wasn't claiming anything of himself. He was claiming the grace of God working in his life. And that hit the grace of God in his life was not empty but it was powerful. And it's what carried him through to the very end. He didn't give up. He didn't quit. So I'm saying to you this morning, God has given you the grace of his son in everything. If you learn to walk in it, quit trying to do it yourself. Quit trying to accomplish it yourself. 
If God doesn't build it, it's not going to be built. If God doesn't save it, it's not going to be saved. If God doesn't change it, it's not going to be changed. Why? Because God is the only one who can change the heart. God alone is the only one that can minister to the need of the heart. And he's looking at your heart always. He's looking at your condition always. And he sees this vision of you fully, complete, lacking nothing. Some things we just got to give up. Sorry. Let me tell you a little secret. If God has called you, he will also equip you to accomplish what he has called you to do. That's grace. That's as simple as it is. The more you lean on him, the more you lean on his strength, the greater the process. I'll go back to the thing where, where Paul was being uh, victimized by everything around him. You know what God said? It? He said, he asked God three times. Remove this from me. How many times have we prayed that prayer? God, remove this out of my life. Remove this out of my life. God, I don't want this thing in my life. I don't have to deal with this thing anymore, Lord. You know what Jesus told him? My grace is enough. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're walking in, no matter what you're faced with, His grace is enough. It can be sickness, it can be family, it can be whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. His grace is enough for that. See, it's recognizing, as Paul recognized, that God's power is given when we recognize ourselves as we really are, instead of what we think we really are. You know, when I was growing up, we had a little saying, me, me, it's about what I want. It's about what I think I want. One way, right? Nar very narcissist way to think. But I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so you know what that's all about. You never get nowhere there. It's like one thing after another. You just, it falls apart in your life. Relationships. Got everything. It just seems like it becomes so hard. We strive so hard instead of allowing God into our midst to show us the way. Paul said, Jesus said to Paul, My power is manifested in weakness. 
You think you have all the answers? You don't. You think you can change the world? You can't. Only he can. This church is here simply because I've depended upon Christ to build it. From the beginning, when I came here, I depended upon him to fill this house. There was no great evangelism being done. God was sending people. He was sending them one after another. When we left Euclid over there, there was 135 chairs in that little place, and it was full. Who built it? The grace of God. If you try to do it yourself, it's going to be a failure. No church is built upon a man. It has to be built upon him. It has to be built upon the fact that he's the one that builds everything. He's the one that causes increase in everything. It's God and God alone. And when we realize that it's him, he does it. And what we do in the midst of it is what he's called us to do. We serve in that manner. Whatever he's gifted us to walk in, that is a work of grace too. We just do, we serve that way, and we depend upon him to accomplish it. And we allow him to do it. But one thing you have to recognize, that you're not capable of doing what God can do only. How many of you tried to heal yourself? Anybody in there ever walked around and said, well, God, you know, uh, I need healing, so God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this. Say, word, work. How about grace? How about going back to the word and being dependent upon what he's told you, what he said in his word, what he's promised you in his word, and believing that word and patiently waiting upon him to bring to you what he has promised you. I go over and over the things that my wife and I have walked through. And it was only God who changed it. From our marriage, to our family, to our community, to the things around us. You can't demand anything from God. You can only believe him for what he's promised. And allow the grace of God to work in that. If we can learn to labor with his grace, we can learn to accomplish many great things in the kingdom and the people that are around us. One last little story. 
I remember we I had devotions in one of our classes. And I remember that day that it was, uh, you know, I had no confidence in me because I was on the, you know, the student body council. It became my turn. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I remember my wife and I got up to sing a song. And as we begin to sing, God began to fall. And as God began to fall, people and our classmates began to cry. They weren't crying because of the song. They're crying because God was touching their hearts. That's really the key. And that was all grace. I knew I couldn't do it. But I knew that he could. And if we can get to that place where we can trust him and quit looking at ourselves to do it, quit looking at you, quit looking at what you've been given as a talent or a gift, don't turn that around to you. Turn it around to Him. And your dependence upon Him to accomplish it. One Sunday you can sing one song and God just fills the house with His presence. The next Sunday you try to do it again in the same way and nothing. God doesn't work that way. God doesn't work on a song, he works in the heart. And it's the yieldedness to, yieldedness to his grace working in your heart that releases the power of God in that situation. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.